This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe? You're listening to the FCS Football Podcast presented to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson, giving you the best FCS football content out there, most entertaining show, best analysis from two current, soon-to-be former players. Most water bottle touching and holding. I'm just a fidgety person, you know that. <laughs> Look at you. so, You're on the wires, sh- too. Sean, this, uh, <laughs> this past game, I... Uh, game uh, yeah this past game that we played this weekend against Elon I've uh, I've fully <laughs> been oh. able to recognize a uh, one of my weaker sides um, something that I need to work on oh yeah so uh, after the game like any game both teams from each sideline you know they walk towards the the opposing uh, opposing team they shake hands so I, I see a mr. Uh, Davis cheek uh, brother of a uh, listener yeah I didn't say of uh, listener Tyler cheek and I you know I just went over to you know say good game to him I completely botched the hell out of the handshake. Just whiffed. You missed whiffed? His, missed his hand. Did the weird slap that I just, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> did you so say Tyler any? Tyler, tell him I said I'm sorry. <laughs> did you say anything to him? Like, or no, did you just say good just, game? No, I just said good game. It was in passing. I didn't want to, I didn't want to start a conversation with him. He was probably just trying to get the hell out of there. Just like we were. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> a little. Well, inside football there. <laughs> Real inside football. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Oh, you know how my neighbors came up? Yeah. Uh, from back home? Yeah. The little kid, oh, uh, he didn't break his arm, but he had to go to the hospital. What are you talking about? Like one of her sons. Uh, he, um, I guess he was like halftime. I went over, took a picture with everybody. All good. I come back after because they might have wanted to walk around to go get dinner or something. The kid, is, uh, <laughs> he's got doctors next to him and, <laughs> and he's got a big old, uh, thing of ice on his arm and a whole bunch of tape on his oh arm my God. and i guess he must have really like he might have hyper extended it or something but he really hurt his arm to where the point to the, the point where they, where they had to go to the hospital afterwards oh my god they said they wanted to be like he wanted to be like his hero sean <laughs> with, with a damaged arm <laughs> i'm like oh. messed up <laughs> i think they had a good time but i felt bad that he hurt his arm man. yeah jeez hope he's okay all right Sean, we're going to walk on over to the water cooler, and we're going to grab ourselves some cups. I, I, I'm still debating getting a really obnoxious water cooler sound. <laughs> <laughs> we found a couple bad ones. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put – next that, show, I might, it might be the first one. So <laughs> I, we need to say this, that we did it again. We did it again yep. in picking potential upsets. We're five games in a row where we've – Acknowledge games that could be upsets, and all of them ended up turning out to be upsets. So we did it again, but you know we're we're just still figuring this out. You know we're we've only been doing this for 
We're still noobs. Yeah, we, we don't know what we're doing, apparently. We're new. Still new. Want to be pros. Yeah, want to be. No. Still trying to figure it out. We'll figure it out eventually, I think. You know, you know, maybe we'll be able to pick every single upset and every single game correct eventually, but I guess leave it to the professionals. You can only hope, right? Yeah, we can only hope. We'll, yeah. we'll keep working. As far as other, <laughs> <laughs> as far as other, uh, put a little salt in that that cup of water. <laughs> right. <laughs> as far as other things to talk about at the water cooler, Sam Houston State almost shocked Central Arkansas twenty nine to twenty five. I thought this was a a point worth acknowledging because. It was such a close game. It didn't end up making into our uh, our segment three or any of our games that save our job, but it's still incredibly close close game. You know, hey, you see that, that Sam Houston State Central Arkansas game? You know, pretty close. Yeah, that that's what the water cooler is about. People. Exactly. In case you didn't know, I'm not going to over explain it, but that is a quick and brief explanation of what the water cooler is. Montana State, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Montana State lost. Another game to an unranked opponent, North Dakota, 16-12. to North Dakota ends up showing a little bit of continuous bright spots in the season as they play well against better teams. So another surprising score that we have in our water cooler. And then this final point is just very interesting because for our Pioneer League fans, Drake, Drake, is the team that's currently leading the Pioneer League, and Last I say name that, ever. first name greatest. I, I think that the uh, first name Drake, um, <laughs> only name Drake. Um, it's just it's pretty shocking that they're four zero in the conference, leading the conference after they started zero three, and they also lost to a lower division team. They lost to a non-Division One team as one of their losses. They're going full on Houston Astros here. Yeah, they got manhandled by opposing teams that they played. I believe they lost to South Dakota State was one of those one of those major losses. So <laughs> they're on a tear right now Good for just them. picking apart Pioneer League teams. So if you need something to talk about, folks, at the water cooler, say like, hey, did you know Drake did is currently... Did you hear about this Drake w- team? Yeah. No, 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 not, not him. No, not no, the, no, no, no. But the, yeah, no, the, the, the not, football team. Not the rapper, no. They're pretty good. Not the singer. Their one running back had a huge day. I'll talk about, you know, well, maybe I'll catch you at the water cooler later. You know, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll preview. That's some crazy stuff. So, yeah. games that save our jobs this week, we have to very specifically talk about this one because it was the college game day premiere game. It was a close game. It was a hard-fought battle. Central Connecticut State Sacred Heart. What? <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, no, I was me off for a second. <laughs> no, it's North. <laughs> it wasn't a bad game. Uh, North, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, twenty-three uh, over North Dakota State, twenty-three over South Dakota State, sixteen. <laughs> so we need to talk about this game, though, Sean, because we could not have more accurately predicted. Not not the outcome. We did both pick this in our game picks correctly. But we could have not more accurately predicted our keys to victory and analyzing this game any better. You know the term guys being dudes? Yeah. We're just football players talking about football. Man, we're just slapping around <laughs> doing whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Maybe we know a couple things. Yeah, maybe we do. Because this game <laughs> was literally, I said this I, I word for word. I said so this is going to be an old-fashioned football game. Now, not like an early 2000s or 1980s football game. This was going to be like a 1950s football <laughs> game where there are no passes thrown, very few passes thrown, and just egregious running totals. And 
defense. <laughs> Nothing but defense. Just two teams from the from the uh, I guess you could say Midwest from Steel Towns, yeah, swinging at each other. The players are working at the mills after the game, They're beating going back. the crap out of each other, <laughs> getting a beer in the locker room after the game. That kind of a game, but you know, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome to see. But I mean, I, I guess it's also you know important to point out that you know quarterbacks have to play like quarterbacks to win this game. I guess right. that's also you know important thing yeah. to acknowledge. Notice how we didn't say that, but. This game, though, taking a look at the stats, Trey Lance, 62 yards and one t- touchdown, and then Jabor Gibbs got hurt and threw for 70 yards as he started off pretty hot in the game but went down with a serious injury. These are the numbers, though, that we, <laughs> we need to say. This is awesome. <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of, of saying this, that these numbers are real. We did not get these from a false source. We're not just putting down random numbers. Kevin Thompson. There were over 550 yards rushing between these two teams north dakota state 332 team rushing yards south dakota state 220 team rushing yards that's nuts it doesn't get any better than that that's just awesome (laughs) and it's not like there was huge scoring throughout this game but still just i love watching football games like this in in an era that's aired out this is just amazing it's just so different of the game that did and you know to hear the cover zero the whole game (laughs) <laughs> and like, 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 just the formations that they're lining up in are just not what you would see. They're not typical uh, current uh, college football or pro football formations. It, it is they're fullbacks. You got two tight ends. You got one receiver, and you're just under center, loading the box. And the defense, you know, you don't need to have a safety deep. They're not gonna, they're not gonna take the top off here. No. <laughs> they, they're, they're gonna run the rock for four. I, we were watching tape, and I said to Sean, "I'm like, Sean, wh- is there no safety safety over the top?" <laughs> and then Sean goes. Yeah, look there. Look, look at the formation there, and they were in twenty-two personnel on this play with one receiver and a fullback. I think they have six linebackers in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that for sure, but they probably did at some point. That's so awesome. That might have been the look. I just again, such a good game to watch, and this ended up playing up to its potential because we we spoke of how much defense was going to impact it here. The first half was so close; it was all. Field goal, 6-3, South Dakota State was leading at halftime, and then Ty Brooks busted open with a long run to give them a lead. Eventually, the game is tied up 16-16, to and South Dakota State looked like they were going to get the ball and put themselves in a position to score and take a lead 23-16 to after they picked off a failed halfback pass, trying to throw the whole kitchen sink at him here, but it doesn't matter that they end up getting this pick off this floating halfback pass because uh, they end up throwing their own pick as well. The dagger ends up being an outside run for 70 yards on fourth and one for Cofield. Ices the game. Not really enough time for uh, Heidi and, and South Dakota State to operate a two-minute drill as the pass rush was relentless and threw them to the ground every single time. So that's how we got to the final score. Not a lot of offensive production as far as scoring, but the ground game was very evident. I tell you, for South Dakota State, if you're going to give up, giving up 23 points to North Dakota State is about as good as you can do on defense. They're eventually going to get their breaks, and it's just, it's so tough for them to to beat them. And for them to have that lead at the half, it's good, and there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of confidence in the locker room, room, but the fans, as a fan, you're just sitting there like, when's it going to happen? You know, when's North North Dakota State gonna gonna do their thing? And eventually they did, and that's just how they roll. That's how they operate. They're they're. I mean, South Dakota State. They're a bend not break team. They're a really good team. They played really well. I I think this is a game. If they played anybody else 
in the FCS, JMU included. If they played like this against any other team, it's a win. But North Dakota State is just that team. They're just they're that they're that good. I think what killed them a little bit was just not being able to finish those drives. They were able to put themselves in the red area and get those chances to get some touchdowns on the board, but they were held to field goals. They ended up being three for four, if I'm correct, on field goals. It doesn't even matter if he goes four for four if you're not able to punch that thing in and score. Right. They, I pretty, I, I think if my number, if my math's right in my head here, that if if they had scored on those, on those field goal opportunities and said scored touchdowns, they had more chances to score than North Dakota State did. So they, they kind of took themselves out of it, especially with that late pick. It, it really just was a handing over to North Dakota State to allow them to win. Yeah. Only so much you can do. So South Dakota State's obviously going to bounce back because they're such a good team. You can only take so much from a loss like that. Do we have uh, another game that saves our job here? Uh, We do, and this one uh, earned its way on here, not being the college game day game. And that was Stony Brook beating Villanova 36-35. to Now this game sounds as close as you could expect because it had a miraculous final comeback to set up a game-winning field goal. <laughs> so in this game, we were talking about North Dakota State. Stony Brook Lake came heroics. <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah, a little close to home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about North Dakota State throwing the whole sink at him. So Villanova apparently wanted to throw the whole kitchen sink at him because early in this game, Daniel Smith scores on a quarterback screen? I told you he was an athlete. He's I've an athlete. I've been telling you, man. He's, a, he's an athlete. Yeah. I've been telling you. They also threw a halfback pass touchdown, too. It's just that... Doing whatever they could, scheming things up and just not being afraid. Oh, my God, I just got a trade alert that's going to make me really mad. We need to talk about it after Giants just did something really stupid. I, I'm sorry. That just really threw me off. I didn't mean wait, to get wait, distracted. Just, just tell me right now. They just, just traded for Leonard Williams. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Sorry, folks. I, I, I also they, cover oh, the Giants. That hate, that just, I hate that. I hate uh, that so much. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt interrupt their conversation. It's not good. They have so many interior defensive linemen, too. Don't even Now worry. you know why I'm so okay. angry with the Redskins <laughs> when they drafted Deron Payne. Okay, all okay. right. Uh, Sorry, uh, folks. We? We, fo- we follow every every level of football. The Villanova was throwing the whole kitchen sink at him. <laughs> goes up 28 to 13. I just love that phrase because <laughs> it doesn't make any damn sense. Soup the nuts. <laughs> Soup the nuts. It doesn't make any damn sense, but it just makes so much sense at the same time in context. So they're up 28 to 13. Villanova appears to have this dagger... After Stony Brook scores, they're up 35-20. to 20. Not a ton of time left, but four minutes left. Folks, it is not over yet. You're forgetting that you have um, Tyquel Fields operating the Stony Brook offense, who has done it before, folks. He's already made this comeback. So quarterback sneak for Fields and a drop two-point conversion makes the score 35, 33-35. You think, oh, no, game's over. They drop a wide-open two-point conversion. There's nothing you can do about it. Heartbreaker. You hate to see stuff like that, but somehow they manage to get they get the ball back, and a heave at the middle of the field is caught and lines them up at the one yard line. Now they have no timeouts left. There's six seconds left. Clock stops to move the chains. You get the NASCAR field goal set up, which for our our fans that don't know what NASCAR is, it's what do you? They didn't spike it. I'm pretty sure they ran out there and uh, maybe no, maybe they did. Oh, did I botch that? Did the they offense stay, I think the offense stayed on because they had to go up and spike it. Oh, you might be right. You can't get oh. a field goal done in six seconds. Yeah, the the, the highlight didn't show because that. the clock stopped. You know. Yeah, the highlight the highlight didn't show the spot. The yeah. the tape didn't show the spike. My fault on the field goal. We have thing. to assume that they spiked it. Yeah, I got I got a little excited with the NASCAR thing. I love right. talking about NASCAR <laughs> field goals. 
You saw that NASCAR the, fight the, this weekend? No, we're not talking about Don't get too off tangent. <laughs> so Courtney ends up having this awesome. obnoxious chip shot from the one-yard line. Hits the hits the little dinger, knocks it in, game little, over, 36-35. That is how you make a comeback, folks. Stony Brook co- keeps doing it, and spoiler alert, we're pissed that they're not in the in the coach's poll. You're going to get a pretty good rant from me coming up later about that. I'm going to give one, too. I'm trying to stay pretty sedated right now. Um, <laughs> sedated. But, I mean, this is a game. How many times do we have to come in here and say, these are the games that the CAA produces every week? These are the games. You get at least one. At least one game like this where it is completely up for grabs between two two opponents that are giving haymakers all game. Villanova was created, creative on offense. Uh, it was <laughs> baffling Joe, but that's what you have to do against this Stony Brook uh, defense. Villanova was also really good on offense all, all game. They ran the ball well. They threw the ball well. They spread it out. This is what they do. They, they just work, and the coaches were good all game. And it, they... And Villanova, I guess they weren't in prevent on that final on that final play from like the fifty yard line, which is the one time you can't go into prevent because I guess they were they didn't want to give up the long field goal. But Stony Brook said, "Hey, we're just going to take the top off on you, jokers, and we're going to go down and score." It was just such an awesome football game to watch. It was, and Villanova did essentially lapse in taking advantage of an opportunity, and all they had to do was stop them on that play. All they had to do was have a clean operation and be prepared for a heave, and they failed to do that. They completely failed to do that, and as much as you want to praise Stony Brook for being able to come back in, in, in a tight situation, you also have to negatively connotate Villanova in, in failing to right. seal a victory. It's just one of those games. All right, segment three now. <laughs> Surprise score from the week. Surprise scores. And these two are a little bit different because they were gaudy, the reason why they're a bit surprising to us. First one here, and I'll let Sean take the second one, was NCAAT, 64, Howard 6. Like, I think most of us thought that Howard was more competitive than this, but I guess NCAAT, uh, Jamor Gibbs, is just, uh, I, I, don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> that's just horrendous. Yeah, that's a... A booming score of the week. Booming. That is awesome. My segment three, surprise score of the week, Austin P, 58, TTU, 21, TTU being Tennessee Tech, 21. It's the big rivalry game. You really, really don't like to get stomped out like that. Uh, I was there in 2016 when Tennessee Tech stomped out Austin P on homecoming, oh. uh, which was really cool. But, gosh, Austin P is rolling. They are just rolling on offense. Their defense is doing really well. Um, yeah. Really surprised to see uh, such a big big deficit there. Yeah, 58 is a lot of points on Tennessee Tech. Now we have, though, our fat stats. Fat stats from the week, and I'm going to be throwing out my very first fat stat that I have. My my fat stat from this, this week was wide receiver from UPenn, Ryan Cragen, who had 13 receptions and eclipsed the 200-yard mark with 208 oh. yards receiving. I like that a lot. Now... Oh, 13 catches. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. My fat stat. Yeah, a little fatter than mine. Drake running back, Drew Lauer. 28 rushes, 242 yards, 8.6 yards per carry, and two touchdowns. Also, Joe, his long of the day was only 53. So it's not like he got all those yards burning it up on a, on a 95-yarder. I mean, he was pounding it uh, explosion play after explosion play. Really good day for Lauer. Really, really fat stat. That is a fat stat. I mean... 
8.6 yards per carry. That's that's nutty to even be talking about. Now, boys and girls, sit on down as we are giving you a little lesson on how to get to Frisco as we analyze the polls that we want to talk Stop about. Saying it like that. I don't know. I just love saying it like that, even though Frisco's in frickin' Texas. Um, saying it like a like someone from uh, from Minnesota. Um, we're talking about how you get to Frisco, and we're talking about the polls here. And the coaches' poll, we have some problems with. Sean, go ahead. Oh. It's just lazy. It's just where when. When does credit start being due for Stony Brook? Why are you not higher than Nichols, who's four and four, that's getting stomped out? Why are you not higher than Towson, who's four and four, that's getting stomped out? Stony Brook beat Villanova, people. They beat them. They beat them. Record aside, if you're gonna put a four and four team on this list. It should be Stony Brook. Plain and simple. There's no excuses. You cannot beat the number, I think last week it was Villanova was number six or number eight. One of the two. Right? Yeah. You don't beat that team and then not make the list the next week. Six. You don't the number six team in the nation. You don't beat them and then just receiving votes. I don't get it. I don't get it why they're not ranked, and then on top of that. Campbell is also not ranked who's currently leading their conference. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't make any sense to me. There's a lot of things in here that are just it, it's kind of lazy. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of lazy. Like what are we looking at? I don't know. I th- I other, other than that, there's not really anything too crazy. I think Wofford has earned their way in. I think uh, Southeast Missouri State has fought their way back and earned their way in. North Dakota with their win over Montana State has earned their way in. Five and three overall. Stony yeah, Brook. I don't. I don't understand how that makes them less qualified than Tau. Just because they were already ranked, doesn't mean you need to keep them ranked. Delaware was was ranked, and now they they dropped out. Delaware's four and four overall. I, mean, I just don't get it. Towson's four and four overall. Towson's one and three in conference. They're one and three in the CAA. That right, should, Joe. I'm reading this right. Yeah, there should be more. Emphasis put on conference play and record. I mean, you, you booted Maine out a while ago. They're one and three in conference. But is it just because you have shiny Tom Flacco there that you're still I ranked guess at twenty two? That must be the case. God, Dartmouth fourteen, Princeton twelve. <laughs> oh, we yeah, we're not fans of the uh, oh, the Ivy League. You're top going over twenty. Are you telling me these coaches think that Princeton could beat Stony Brook? I guess. Oh my gosh. NCANT would absolutely stomp Princeton and Dartmouth. They would stomp them. Hopefully we have some changes to the poll. That's so going frustrating. Forward. The, the, That's so frustrating. The real playoff poll is the and the final seedings are the more important thing when that time comes around we can actually properly evaluate them. Now Sean, do you want to give a a quick insight like we did last week on who our top 8 seeds are? I don't mind this top eight, uh, I, I, honestly, that they have with the coaches here. North Dakota State obviously won. Um, I think South Dakota State should still be three. Okay. So I would have North Dakota State, James Madison, South Dakota State. Uh, I'd be. I'd actually put Weber, uh, Weber State at uh, five, Kennesaw State at four, 
Um, Sac State at six, Illinois State seven, that's fine. And then Montana at eight. So my list would be one through eight. I know that was a little jumbled here. Uh, North Dakota State, uh, James Madison, South Dakota State, uh, Kennesaw State, Weber State, Weber State, pardon me, Sacramento State, Illinois State, Montana. My seating is gonna obviously going to change because of the matchup this weekend of Weber State and Sacramento State, but right now it's North Dakota State, James Madison. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Weber State until we see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Sacramento State right behind them oh. at four. Um, oh, no, my fault, my fault. I want to put South Dakota State at three. That's why I completely skipped over them. Gotcha. I, I completely misread. Um, so North Dakota State, JMU, South Dakota State, Weber State, Sacramento State are, are my one through five. Illinois State, depending on how they perform and how they do um, this weekend as well against Northern Iowa, that puts them at six. Montana, if they continue to get back on track, seven. And then the eight spot is a little bit tough because I had Villanova in there, but their loss really does hurt them. I mean, it could have been a win, but at the yeah. same time, they lost. There's just so many of these teams are playing each other this weekend, too. I, I maybe I'd give the ben- I think I'd give the benefit of the doubt to Central Arkansas because they're leading their division. Gotcha. All right, so to wrap things up, like we usually do, we're going to be doing our social media portion, also known as Kwame's Corner. We got one question from Nick Massaroni. He wants to know: KSU will now play back-to-back games against the best competition in the Big South has to offer if the owls get two solid wins here um it should set them up well for the bracket however with so many good teams with stronger competition where do you see ksu capping out seed wise well if they're able to four they're at four right now they'll yeah, cap out of four i i think that four is realistic I, you never know if those teams ahead of you end up losing some more games Unless James Madison or South Dakota State or Weaver State all start falling off, mm-hmm. then they'll they'll cap out at four. And I'd be confident with them at four. I think they're a really, really good ball team. So for those who are wondering what those games were, Monmouth and Campbell are the teams that are have the same record as them in the Big South. So if they're able to come out with both of those victories, they're capping out at four. They need to be perfect in those games. They need to win both of those games. They're underrated games. But I just thought of this, too, the, in the in the um, the coaches' poll. I'm also very disappointed that they don't put Monmouth in there. I think Monmouth has also earned rights to being ranked over it's an really, league really disappointing. Yeah, extremely disappointing. All right, that's going to be it from us, folks. So thank you for listening. As always, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Heart Radio, you name it, wherever you can find a podcast, we are available right there. Also, be sure to follow Sean and I on Twitter, at Joe DeLeon and at Sean Anderson 65 Have a wonderful rest of your day, folks. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.